Welcome to the Navigating Your Career podcast. This is the place for you to figure out your next career move, learn how to speak up and show up as the real you, and discover the path that brings out the best in you. If you want to stop feeling stuck, start feeling better, and take ownership of your career and your life, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Melissa Lawrence. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This week we are going to dive into a topic that I know has impacted you at least once. In fact, you may be struggling with it right now, and that is networking. I don't even like the word networking because it just has a formal stuffiness, suck the air out of the room to it, right? Like you're going to give an elevator pitch and then you're going to ask for something in return. It just makes me think of being a car salesman. So we're going to di- like just dive into that. I'm going to give you some very practical tools and a different way to think about networking that is going to just help you leverage and use this skill in a way that you never have before. But first, I just I just want to say that I see you. I know that you're trying to do and be it all. You want to have the great career, of course, one that you love and that you feel great and passionate about. You want to have time for your family and your friends, and maybe even some time for some hobbies. And you're just trying to hold it all together and live the dream, and during a pandemic, no less. You go to work, trying to get your ideas heard. You know you should speak up and advocate for yourself and want to put your best foot forward to be acknowledged and valued for all that you do, all of the things. Even dealing with those coworkers that are a pain, the company changes, and just everything that you have to deal with every day. And you are holding it together. And I just want you to know that I see you and you're doing amazing. And if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you also want to get some tips on how to make networking more effective and easier too. And you're going to get that. Um, Whenever I share my approach on networking, my clients, mentees, friends, they all are frantically taking notes and then come back and tell me what a game changer this is for them. And so that is what this is all about, providing you with some practical ways to navigate your career, to master your people skills, to know what your ideal career is, become more confident and really have the tools to go after anything you want and feel good about it. That is what this podcast is all about. But I just want to take this moment to say that I see you. And maybe it's just that all of my clients this past week completely derailed from what we were working on kind of some of the larger goals that we were working on because they all had these problems come up that they wanted to tackle, like having a boss that's micromanaging them or having to do a presentation worrying about coming off polished or how to be confident when they're considering leaving a job and they feel loyal to the one that they're at. It's just so clear that right now a lot of you are having so much that you're dealing with and thinking about and trying and balancing and you're crushing it, even if you don't feel like you are. So even just going and trying to improve in any area is really more than most people do. 
I see in coaching that I'm not fixing what is wrong. There isn't anything wrong with you. We are amplifying what is already there. We are helping you have the career you want to have and the life you want to live. We're bringing out those things that maybe you're not fully using right now. So, all right, enough on my tangent. (laughs) I'm just so passionate about all of you and what you're doing every single day. And I just want you to know if you're not hearing it anywhere else, that you're hearing it from me, that I see you. So, Let's get to what this podcast episode is all about, and that is networking. We are going to dive right in. So when you think of networking, what do you think about? Like I said in the beginning, stuffiness, maybe a forced conversation, people getting together and trying to perfectly say what they do and make small small talk, yet they're finding themselves maybe crowded around the chip table. I know I've been there years ago. Or in this virtual world, maybe you're attending something on Zoom, but you slowly turn off your camera if you even turned it on at all. So let's just start this conversation by reframing networking as building relationships, because that is all it is. Networking is like making professional friendships or strategic relationships. If you think of LinkedIn and Facebook, for example, Facebook is where you have your friends or acquaintances that you likely share more personal things with, like maybe your wine dates, your hobbies, your pictures of your dog, what you really think of the news, and so on. LinkedIn is professional social media. It's where you focus on your work, your beliefs or ideas about work. And there is a little bit of personal information on there, but you tend to keep it more appropriate for, say, a future boss. They were to stumble upon it that you wouldn't have any issues with them seeing your profile or anything that you've shared. So networking is like LinkedIn. It's professional relationships or friendships that you have with people that you've worked with, that you admire, or you are connected to in one way or another. These are relationships that are strategic and are mutually beneficial in a lot of cases. So this is really important because if you think about networking and just making professional friends, building relationships with people with common professional interests, it tends to take a lot of the intimidation and stuffiness out. It doesn't solve everything, and I'm going to give you some tangible ways to know how to find the events and relationships that you want and need, but it is a start to really reframe what networking is. And why do you think it is that building these professional relationships is so important? Well, did you know that up to 85% of roles are filled through networking through a connection, referral, a relationship? 85%. The Department of Labor is always sharing startling statistics on this, and it's consistent year to year that the majority of roles are filled through these internal connections, through knowing someone. So when you're looking for a new role, you have about a 15% shot when you're qualified to even be considered if you don't know anyone at the company, if you don't have a connection. Then you have to get through the automated resume filtering system that looks for keywords and other information to decide if you are qualified before even getting your resume in front of a human. The evidence is clear. 
when it comes to changing jobs, professional relationships play a key role. Now, if you're thinking, well, you don't want to change jobs, so does it really matter? The answer is yes. (laughs) Professional relationships have so many benefits like career development, internal changes like promotions. You learn more about the industry, the company, and improves team effectiveness and increases productivity. It's a powerhouse when it comes to a strategic professional skill. The facts are compelling and you know that this is important. So how do you do it? If you're listening to this, you're probably like, okay, Melissa, just tell me how to do it. What if you're an introvert? What if you don't have time? What if you have a lot of self-doubt and you're insecure? Do you even need an elevator pitch? I hear all of these questions and more. So I am going to share my five fundamentals to building professional relationships, aka networking. The first one, adjust your expectations. (laughs) We go into networking activities expecting that if we were just good enough at it or confident enough or had the perfect elevator pitch that it would be easy. We sometimes expect ourselves to not be human. Just because you decide to sign up for something doesn't mean it won't be awkward. (laughs) Just expect it to feel uncomfortable. Don't resist it. People are unpredictable, and it's totally normal to have some anxiety going into events in new places or even from your home when you're attending something virtually and you're going to be talking to people that you don't know. So go in and set a goal for the activity. What is it that you want to achieve by spending your time on this? Give a time that you will give it, say 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour, whatever you think is appropriate for the type of networking or relationship building activity that you are doing. It's like when I work out in the morning. If I don't want to work out in the morning, I commit to getting up and I tell myself I only have to do 15 minutes. If I want to stop, I can. What happens is once you give yourself that permission and actually get started, you end up finishing and sticking it through. It isn't as bad as we can build it up to be. So decide how long you'll participate and then decide what you want to achieve. Do you want to meet two new people? Do you want to practice introducing yourself? Do you want to practice making conversation? When you focus on what you want to get out of it, it becomes more like a game and you're instantly more engaged. Then just walking in with no game plan, looking around, feeling insecure and wanting to escape quietly. So go in with that intention. How much time are you going to spend and what do you want to achieve in that time? The second fundamental, be approachable. Put away your phone. (laughs) If you're on a virtual event, turn on your camera. Think about it. If you walk in a room and you see someone in a corner in their phone, would you feel invited to strike up a conversation with them? If someone's camera isn't on in a networking event on Zoom, would you want to try to talk to them? You may wonder if they're even really there. Now, I know that it is uncomfortable, but go back to what I just said in the first fundamental. You have a game plan. Be present for the time that you have allotted to building these strategic professional relationships. Be present in deciding what it is that you want to achieve during this time and then go in and be available and approachable for that time. 
Be open to having the conversation. Be approachable to others who may want to have the conversation with you. Number three, manage your inner critic. Look, (laughs) I've talked about this before. Your brain can be a jerk. That primal part of your brain that is there to protect you is going to tell you all of the reasons not to participate, not to talk, that you have nothing good to say, that you'll sound dumb, all of the things. It wants you to go home, watch Netflix, and pretend this never happened. (laughs) But you need to be the boss of that primal toddler brain that is trying to prevent you from growing. When that inner voice tells you that you don't deserve to be there, that everyone is looking at you, that you aren't polished enough, you need to do your best to turn that volume way down. Don't expect it not to be there. That's a big mistake that people make is they think that to do things, to be confident that their inner critic shouldn't be there, but that's not true. You just learn how to do things with it there. It's like when you, there's all those um, stories, maybe this happened to you when you have children and they're little and they're in Target and they're crying and they want to go home. This is like a pre-pandemic thing. Probably. And like sometimes you need to go home, and sometimes you just say, okay, like let's just manage this situation because I just have to get the diapers and get out of the store, right? Like you just need to silence it, manage it, and keep going. Now, I have a whole podcast episode on silencing your inner critic if you want to dig deep on just this topic. Go back and listen to that episode. Now remind yourself that you have something valuable to say because you are valuable. You are interesting. You are qualified. You deserve to be there just as much as every other person. There is no other person that is smarter than you because no one else has your brain and thinks of things just the way that you do. Plus, People are often just very concerned with themselves and won't even think about you because they are too busy wondering how they sound, how they look, and so on, just like you may be doing for yourself. We're all very egocentric. Number four, have a connection plan. Now, this one speaks to the first, which is you have made the game plan. You're managing your inner critic. Now think about how you're going to connect with the people when you're there. What I'm really referring to here is how you will maintain and build these relationships after the networking event. But I know you may also struggle with small talk or how to strike up a conversation. So first, I'm going to give you some icebreaker questions. Here we go. What brings you here? How did you get involved with include the company or industry? Since you work in the industry, how do you feel about what is going on with fill in the blank? topic of interest. How would someone get their foot in the door at your company? Based on your journey, what do you wish someone would have told you earlier in your career? What types of fun things are there to do in the area? What is the best career advice you've ever received? I'd love to get your advice or input on fill in a topic. Now, you can use any or a combination of these questions just to get the conversation going. And of course, wherever I said industry or company, you would insert that with relevant information. Now, people love to talk about themselves 
So if you just ask them a question about something they already know, like advice they've received or what they enjoy about a specific company or industry, that's a great way to start talking without it being um, as intimidating or maybe uncomfortable. And it's going to get the other person talking, which is going to be a springboard for you to ask more questions and get to know them better. Now, let's talk about the ways that you want to stay connected to the people that you meet. I suggest avoiding the whole exchanging of business cards and leaving it at that. Instead, remember, you are building relationships. A card is not a relationship. It just kind of sticks in your drawer or some random place that you put it, collecting dust. Now, some options could include asking the person that you meet for a virtual coffee chat the next week and scheduling it right there. If that seems too out there, maybe you send an email a couple days later with something that you think that they would find interesting. Maybe you mention something from the conversation. Just tell them that you enjoyed meeting them. If it is something that you want to learn more about because you find their industry, role, or experience interesting, ask them to get together and let them know that. The goal is to Keep track and manage the relationship that you create. Now, you can use a simple Excel spreadsheet to track the people that you meet, where you met them, when you last engaged them, and any other important details that you want to keep track of that helps you manage the relationship. Remember, you may want to leverage this relationship at some point for a career change or other need. So you don't want to pop out of the blue and ask for something without a relationship being there first. You want the person to know who you are and to have that positive interaction with you, that they know you are genuinely putting in the time to have and build this relationship. Now, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like a part-time job, it really isn't. Once you get started, you'll see how simple it can be. And remember those statistics that we talked about. You want to be in the 85%, not the 15%. You will spend way less time applying for jobs and will get access to that hidden market of opportunities when you do this well. Now, the fifth fundamental is to give more than you take. And look, people, (laughs) they know when you're using them, it isn't about what you can get from them. It's about what you're giving to the relationship too. So how can you help the people that you are meeting? How can you give to the relationship rather than just reaching out to them when you need something? People are people. Now, whether it's at work or in a personal life situation, we are all humans and we all have that need for belonging, acceptance, and connection. Just because it's a professional relationship doesn't mean you can treat it like a business card exchange. When you nurture the relationship like you're watering a tomato plant, with every exchange and effort that you make, you will have a relationship that you can leverage or a tomato plant that you can enjoy. If you don't water your plant, it won't grow. And then when you go to grab a tomato, it won't be there. And neither will the relationship when you need to leverage it. It won't be there. So give more than you take. We could all use more people in our lives to have a positive relationship with, a positive network, a positive connection. This human interaction is something that we all need. So it's win-win for you to give to this relationship too. So now you know my five fundamentals. 
adjust your expectations, be approachable, manage your inner critic, have a connection plan, and give more than you take. Now, another thing I want to leave you with is where and how to build these relationships. There are so many ways. It isn't just mixers and awkward happy hours. First, I want you to start where you are. Who do you know? What do you want to know? Where do you want to grow? That sounded a bit like a storybook line. It rhymed, it rhymed a little. But what I'm saying is you don't have to go out and find something completely foreign to you. Look at the approach of what is going to work best for you. Would you like to do events with multiple people? Do you want to do something with small groups? Maybe one-on-one? All of these are options. You could start by finding someone in your company that you want to get to know better. Ask them to have a coffee or tea virtually or in person. Look at your industry for specific events through professional associations. There are so many that you can find with just a Google search. Look at your college alumni. You can find roundtable or mentoring groups to be a part of where you are the mentee or the mentor. There are happy hours. You could do an informational interview with someone whose role you find interesting. Maybe it's someone that sits in the cubicle next to you or the office next to you. Look for your common interests. You could take a drawing class. I recently did a paint and sip class with women in bio, and it was so much fun. We didn't talk about work. We just painted and had fun. But it gets you comfortable with just being around other people that you don't know. Some other resources include Elevate Network for Women, Professional Associations for Your Type of Work, Business Networking International, Alumni Associations. You can go to Eventbrite or Meetup. They have networking events, or you could do personal interests like a book club or a city tour. You could check out your city events and do a cooking class or a walking tour. There are so many options. It doesn't have to be the stuffy suits and elevator pitches. You can find things that are going to cater to your interests. And if doing something in a professional setting is a little intimidating right now, start with something personal where you kind of don't have any big consequences. Um, I would argue you don't really have any negative consequences. You're not going to fail anything if a professional networking event doesn't go well. But if you're really worried about that, do something that you're going to enjoy where you're just around people you don't know just to kind of get some practice introducing yourself and being in that type of environment. Now, one last thing on elevator pitches. Ditch them. Ditch the pitch. (laughs) When was the last time that someone asked you in an elevator for your pitch? (laughs) Just be a real human. You know your name, your job, and what you do better than anyone else. However you say that is perfect. It doesn't need to sound like it came from a magazine or that you're on a commercial for your company. It doesn't need to use words that you don't actually use regularly or you have to look up in a dictionary. Sheesh, I could do multiple podcasts on the topic of networking or building relationships, but I've already given you so much to think about and practice. So let's close with this. Keep in mind that you will benefit now and in the future when you focus your efforts on building relationships. Go where you can be yourself and where you feel a little stretched outside your comfort zone. Go where there are people that you want to connect with. It doesn't have to be forced. Have a goal in mind. Expect it to be awkward and that you're going to have to silence that inner critic. And that doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. Prepare for how you want to connect. 
follow up and nurture the relationship. Give more than you take. And finally, be yourself. Yes, just be you. Show up as the authentic version of you and you will attract people who want to know you and you will have better relationships. You will have the strategic professional relationships that will take you far. You are enough and you know exactly what to say. You just have to stop telling yourself that you don't. All right, that is all for this week's episode of the podcast. Before we go, are you an email insider? Every week, I send an email with practical tools, inspiration, and tips exclusive for my insiders. And if you love the podcast, you will love being on this list. So if you're not on the list, head over to my website, at www.melissamlawrence.com and add your name, I will put a link in the show notes. All right, have an amazing week.